Hello, everyone. How are you doing? And welcome to another episode of the Dr. Will Show, where I interview educators and entrepreneurs on leveling up. Each week, I bring in someone who's dope, and we sit back and have a conversation on how you can live your best life. Today, I am here with Dr. Ronika Thomas. How are you doing, Dr. Ro? I'm doing great. Very blessed on today. Excellent. Excellent. You know, I get a lot of my guests, uh, for those of you who will be watching on YouTube or listening on SoundCloud or iTunes, uh, from people that I am associated or connected with on social media. And Dr. Rowe came into my feed and I saw the work that she was doing. And I wanted to have her on uh, because, as you know, we've been talking about entrepreneurship and as educators, getting out there and taking control over your life, your career, and your finances. And part of that being, getting your side hustle on mm -hmm. and Dr. Rowe herself is an entrepreneur. Uh, so I yes. wanted to bring her on uh, to hear, learn more about her journey and for her to uh, drop gems for you to get that understanding you need to get to that next level. So for those who are fans of the show, hopefully everyone, uh, will you please introduce yourself, Dr. Rowe? Hi, uh, everybody. My name is Dr. Rowe, and I live in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I have a leadership, mentoring, and life coaching business called uh, Big League Executive Coaching. I also do Phenomenal I Am Women's Conference for Women. It's an empowerment conference. Um, basically, all women are phenomenal, no matter what you do, no matter who you are, when you look in the mirror. It's just simply understanding that God made you exactly who you are supposed to be, who you need to be to thrive in today's world. So everybody comes to Phenomenal I Am. It's an experience that we want ladies to feel and also leave knowing that they can do anything that they put their mind to. And also I have a book coming out, I Can, I Will, I Am. And that's a book about changing your mindset from negative thoughts to positive thoughts so you can become unstoppable in life. Um, I'm a mother of three amazing kiddos, and I love traveling. Uh, recently, last year, I went over to Africa and built a library over there, and uh, currently servicing about 10,000 kids, so it's doing great. Wow. Wow. So, of all the things that you could be doing in your life, what made you decide to become an entrepreneur and what got you started into coaching? Well, entrepreneurship, I believe, was uh, something that was um, built into me as an early uh, young, young feisty girl. Uh, my mom said when I was little, I used to uh, bring lots of food for all the kids in the neighborhood. And uh, when I was running for student council in sixth grade, I literally went to the store and spent all my allowance that I had saved up for the year before to buy all the student suckers uh, to help aid in me being uh, the president of student council. And, and my mom didn't understand what I was doing. And I was like, no, mom, you know, we have to treat people good. And, and if they buy a sucker from me, then that, that I'm raising money for my fundraiser. And she was like, oh, this girl right here, what am I going to do with her? So uh, I ended up raising a lot of money and then I uh, gave it to um, one of the homeless shelters, uh, even out of the young young child. So I already had that entrepreneurship spirit already, I guess, uh, built inside of me. But as I grew and became an adult, I understood that, you know, um, I like freedom and I like the flexibility that being an entrepreneur 
upbringing. You're not tied down to a nine to five. Now, don't get me wrong. I did work the nine to five, but sitting still and just being confined to one space and one little area for me didn't work. I like to be out. I like to, uh, you know, travel and, and get a chance to actually experience what life and work has outside of just working for somebody else. So the passion has already always been there. I think I just kind of developed it over the years and got stronger and realized what my purpose and what my passion was in life. Mm. So you are the founder of Big League Executive Coaching, LLC. Please describe the work that you do and what is the work that actually stirs your soul? Well, the work that I do uh, within Big League Executive Coaching, like I said, I have leadership classes. Um, I teach adults how to become leaders in their field, whether you're working a nine to five or whether you're trying to expand your leadership skills and uh, your entrepreneurial journey. And also life coaching, because a lot of people, um, they have their jobs, they have their family, but they have trouble balancing or prioritizing their life so they can actually be productive. So I help with that. And then I do nonprofit startups for those individuals who would like to start their nonprofit. I take them from getting the idea literally out of their head to full, um, you know, they're out in the community working. So from point A all the way to point Z to get them done. So um, I really feel like... Um, the, the passion behind it, uh, it comes from being there, you know, because I, I was the full-time employee. I was the entrepreneur. I, I've been the, you know, single mom trying to make the work, trying to go to school and, you know, be a mom, be a sister and all these different hats that men and women wear because the hat that they see you wearing out in public may not be the same hat that you have to come on and, and you know, come home and put on because when you work it, if you're a mother or father, you come home and you put on that mother hat and now, you know, you have to tend to the kids. And if you're a wife or a husband, now you got to, you know, cook food and, you know, all those different hats that we wear. So a lot of times people have trouble prioritizing and dealing with all the things that they have to be to so many people and to still stay true to themselves. Mm. And so now I want to talk to you about discovering how you sort of defined and determined the direction of your business. Because I, you know, I, I talk about entrepreneurship on the podcast. I, I try to get educators to say, you know, look, you're already writing lesson plans. You know, you're, you're teaching, you're, you're developing curriculum, you're, you're tutoring, you're doing all these things that right. you need to monetize. Right. And not sit on it and not be beholden to the pay that your district uh, pays you, or even the trajectory of promotions that may be available to you uh, via your job. But I, but when someone, especially if you're not, you know, you're new to entrepreneurship, and no one has really sort of talked to you about that, you go, "How do I? How do I do that?" You know, because people don't see that specialness in them because they just do this every day. Right. So how did you discover your value? proposition? How did you st take stock of your, your talents, your interests, your purpose, and then turn that into a business? Well, I have great mentorship. So if, if you don't have a great mentor in your life, I highly suggest that you find somebody in the field that you're wanting to do and get to know them and get to see what they're doing to be successful. So one of my great mentors told me to follow your passion because when you follow your passion, your paycheck will follow. And now you're getting up doing something that you love every day. 
So I literally sat down and thought, okay, what do I really love to do every day? And what I really love to do is help people. That's been, you know, uh, 100% positive and, and correct since I was a little bitty girl. So as an adult, how can I help people and get paid? and do something that I would actually enjoy waking up to. I can't wait to wake up to every morning with a smile and, and you know, continue that out. So I would encourage people to uh, follow their passion and follow the things that they love in life and then write down all the possibilities that you can, um, you know, streams that you can make an income from it. So um, finding mine in particular, uh, like I said, uh, I really liked helping people. And I didn't like math in school. So I literally went to my counselor and I said, uh, what career do you think I would be good in that didn't involve math? And I can, you know, let me be great. And she said, well, you know what? I really think you would excel in counseling. And I said, what is counseling? Like I, I had never heard of it before. And she said, no, I really think you'd be good because a lot of students in the class, they look up to you and they, they find you as someone that they can talk to and you're a good listener. So I think you should try that field out. And so I did. And I actually ended up excelling in it. And from there, you know, you can either go and work a nine to five inside of the schools. And I love the youth. Or you can, you know, work for domestic violence shelters. Counseling has so many different possibilities. But for me, like I said, I knew I wanted to work for myself. I didn't want to work for anybody else. And I've even worked inside the prison, uh, you know, counseling sex offenders in a federal prison. And you have to kind of explore your career options to figure out which one actually works for you. So I realized that, you know, seeing uh, sex offenders, seeing women that were dealing with domestic violence and seeing youth, they were uh, good starting points for me, but that wasn't my end, you know. So I needed to go through the process of seeing different types of people to understand that it's not a certain type of people that I enjoy. I, I like helping all people. So under big league executive coaching, uh, it can be people that have a job. It can be people that's wanting to start their own business. There's no discrimination there. It's just helping people. So once you find your passion and what you really do enjoy in life, everything else, doors will just start opening for you. You'll be amazed that, you know, you'll sit back and like, okay, wow, all of this is happening just because I decided to step out on faith and start to do what I really love in life. And, and God will send the right people to you and your business will literally start to grow. So. Hmm. So I want to throw this out there to you because I've had other entrepreneurs on the show who talk about uh, niching down and creating a smaller target audience to work with because that is how you grow your business. That is how you will make more money. That is how you will get to the mm -hmm. next level. And saying that you want to help people, do you say these are the specific group of people that I want to work with and I want to help them get from point A to point B this way? Or is it I, I cast a wide open net and whoever is interested in my services I work with? How, how do you determine your target audience? Well, for me at first, you know, I was, uh, I just wanted to help women. You know, I was like, okay, come on. I'm going to let's go women roar type of deal. But then I had so many men inboxing me like, Dr. Rowe, what about the men? Yo, what's up? And I'm like, you know what? Okay. I, I, I hear you fellas. I, I have something for you. So 
my leadership program, I expanded it out to be for women and men. My nonprofit services that I provide is for men and women. And then when I included men in, it just started to excel and grow. So now it's more so an open net for people of all races, all genders to be able to come and receive services. So my open net has worked for me. Um, I do uh, have several friends that have narrowed it down to a T, like they will only work with single moms, you know, or they will only work with men that um, have been incarcerated. And their, you know, rate of expansion is growing as well. So you have to really figure out what's going to work for you because entrepreneurship is not a cookie cutter, you know. It's different types of entrepreneurs all over doing all sorts of things. Uh, my one friend, she just started a shoelace business. So you can really take an idea that you have and really grow and, you know, find your own niche. If there's not, uh, you know, a door to walk through, create your own, you know. So a lot of times we have to create our own paths and our own opportunities. And then you can be a leader in your field just because of that niche that you decided to uh, set yourself apart in. So, yeah. So how do you, what, I guess, what separates you from other coaches? How do you market yourself, position yourself as, you know, Dr. Rowe is the go-to person for X, Y, and Z. And how do you attract, yeah, how do you attract the clients, mm -hmm. you know, you, you want to work with? Well, for me, uh, I have a great, excellent, um, you know, track record here in my hometown. Uh, I'm very loved and very uh, known here for the work that I've done. Um, I guess my great reputation has started from my nonprofit that I've had for the last, well, actually next year will be our 10th year. So I've been on the news, uh, on the radio. I'm actually on the radio here in my hometown right now. Uh, Monday through Friday, uh, 11 o'clock and 1 o'clock, I do a Now You Know with Dr. Rose segment, and it's basically positive uh, words of affirmation that we uh, put out into our city so people will know that you don't have to take the negative approach in life. Uh, being happy is a choice, so we have to, you know, transition our brains and to, uh, you know, re- Think about some things that we may have been told in life because a lot of times people say, well, that's too good to be true. Well, why not? Why are good things not supposed to happen to us? Uh, Les Brown tells us that great things are supposed to happen to us. So now it's up to us to start to believe those things. So I get my niche by being positive. If you go on my Facebook account right now, Renika Thomas, you will find nothing but positive things. So I set myself apart by being known as the positive uh, coach, positive leadership, uh, because it's very important to be who you are and say, you know, exactly what you mean and do what you say type of thing. So it's not a day that you'll see me on Facebook that you won't see me in person and you don't get the same uh, person or the same vibe that you get off of Facebook. And I think a lot of my fans and followers, they appreciate that from me. And they know that if they're having a bad day, if they come to my anywhere on my social media sites, they're going to leave feeling a little bit better. And I get tons of inboxes from people all over the world um, that says, you know, Dr. Rowe, you know, I want to work with you because I see who you are on Facebook. I see the work that you're doing and I want to be a part of that. And so I appreciate, you know, God using me in that arena. Mm. 
So I want to now jump into social media and how you're using social media to brand yourself as a thought leader. Now, I've never gone to your Facebook page, but I, I am you know, following you on LinkedIn and I see what, you, what you're posting and, and the things you're doing. And I checked you out on YouTube as well. Um, how are you using that social space? Because, you know, there are a lot of educators or even some entrepreneurs, which I don't get this at all, that they don't see social media as a valid platform to not only share content and build their brand, but to be able to get their message out there to potential clients or customers. They look at social media as, man, that just people watching cat videos or doing all this other stuff. And my business has nothing to do with that. So what are you, how are you using social media in that to bring yourself? And what do you say to those individuals who see social media as not being a good, smart business move for them? Well, me personally, I love social media because it's free. And as entrepreneurs and starting your business, if you're trying to start a business, utilize free things. A lot of times we uh, shy away from things that can help us the most. Social media is not going anywhere. It's only expanding. So uh, if you're not on social media, I would highly suggest that you, you know, take another approach or take another look at being on social media, not to watch videos or not to, you know, figure out what the next man is doing, but to grow yourself. So change your mindset about it and understand that if you want your business to grow and you want to stay on top of the trends and things that's going on and the millennials and even the generation that's after us, you have to go to where your people are. Because if you don't go to where they are, the chances of them trying to come to where you are and there's no way for them to connect besides telephone books and the old ways of communicating, you're going to get left behind. And that's that's true. Um, I have several, I do a, a Facebook class and I actually mm -hmm. tell entrepreneurs how to brand themselves on Facebook and how to attract new clients and, and new people to, you know, continuously come across their profiles and things like that. But the ones that say, oh no, I'm, I'm not on social media. I can't do it. I'm afraid of people. You know, I don't want people in my personal life and things like that. <laughs> well, you can have a business page and you can have a personal page. So your business page is exactly what that is. You, you, you know, put your business things out there and you utilize it for free. And then your personal page, you can keep it personal. But you do need to understand that even though you have a personal page, nine mm -hmm. times out of 10, people are going to your personal page before they even go to your business page because they want to see what type of person you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you need to be consistent on who you are and who you're representing because you're representing your company. So get on social media, you know, and if you're not on it, try it out and see once your business starts to grow and you'll start getting leads and other things will start to happen because you're on social media. For me, I utilize uh, Facebook a lot because Facebook, again, is a free platform and so many people are on Facebook for their various personal reasons. And in mine, I actually use my Facebook personal page and I have five business pages on there to promote myself and to promote the things that I have going on. And I've been highly successful on those uh, revenues and also Instagram, uh, Twitter. I'm not, 
I really just started uh, vamping up my uh, LinkedIn page and I think I'm up to like 15,000 uh, followers on Instagram. So, I mean, on uh, LinkedIn now. So I'm starting to get a lot of business flowing in from LinkedIn, just simply, you know, being present on there every day. And another key component is to be consistent and be persistent. So what I do on Facebook, I've done the same for the last six years. I post a good morning message, words of the day, every single day. So that's something that you have to start to be consistent so your people will understand that no matter what, they can come to your page and they know what they're going to get. So that helps out as well. Okay. And, and I, I love the gems you just dropped, but I want to throw this out there to you because with social media, people don't know well, how much of myself should I share? And right. some people are like, I'm an open book. So I share everything. You see pictures of my kids. You see me on vacation. You know, I'm wearing, you know, you'll see outfits that I'm wearing. And, you know, depending on which field you, you, you're in, you know, of course, all of that stuff is relative to what is it considered acceptable. How sure. do you decide how much of your life, how much of Dr. Rowe outside of the entrepreneur that you are willing to share with the public on social media? Well, for me, um, I try not to post uh, too many pictures of my kiddos on Facebook, on my Instagram page. Uh, it's more so for pictures. So you'll probably find a, a few, a couple pictures of uh, them on there. And then um, as far as like vacation and things like that, on my uh, personal page on Facebook, yeah, I'll, I'll post them because I think it's important for people to see a, a, a work-life balance so they can see that, you know, the possibilities of having a lifestyle that they may, you know, look up to you for having. So if all they see is work, 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 and you're telling them, hey, uh, don't work so much, live a lifestyle where you can have vacations, where you can go out to dinner and have a good time, but you're never showing that then it's kind of like, okay, well, if she doesn't do that and it's all about work, then let me continue to work. So I like to give a, a very fair balance, but not too much. So I encourage people, uh, you can put what your comfort level is because my comfort level on Facebook and social media may be different from yours, Dr. Will. So, you know, it's just all about what you feel comfortable in doing and, and um, you know, it depends on your type of field, you know. Some some people deal with clients, you know, directly. And if something was to happen to, you know, one of their loved ones, you know, like doctors and things, something happens to one of their loved ones and, and somebody wants to retaliate, you know, they don't feel comfortable putting their personal, you know, relatives on social media. That's understandable. But, you know, maybe they can put, you know, they went out to dinner, you know, just different uh, words that they can say on Facebook, but not necessarily the pictures. So it's a, you know toss-up it just depends on the person and who they are and how much they're willing to share now what I don't do I don't cuss on my social media page you won't see me with alcohol you won't see me dressed inappropriately now there are some social media no-nos that you have to be aware of as well so you know if you're representing yourself as a professional and that's mm -hmm. what you want to come across then it needs to match up on your social media sites. And a lot of people say, well, that's my personal page. I can do what I want on there. But do understand that people will go to your personal page and look at what they see 
and understand if they want to, you know, patronize your services or not. So I don't think I will be as successful as I am if my clients went to my page and they see me, you know, at the club or, you know, with inappropriate clothes on and stuff on Saturday night. But then Monday morning, I'm talking about, OK, let, let's I want to talk to you about your life. <laughs> Get your life They're like, uh, no, what about Saturday night when you were, you know, doing a little bit too much on social media, you know, for some people's taking and I can, you know counter back and say, well, that's my personal life. You know, stay off my personal page. That's what I do outside of Dr. Rowe. But you're really Dr. Rowe. You really Dr. Will wherever you go. People don't uh, separate, you know, that. So knowing that you have to be, you know, constantly aware of what you're putting out on your social media. For sure. And I tell educators all the time that you may be 30 years old, but you have to live your life uh, in a certain way that I don't want to say Puritan like, but we're educators. Right. And even though an educator, even though parents in the community may be at home doing all sorts of stuff when it comes to the teacher of their child or the administrator, they expect a, a certain type of standard. So I keep telling them whether it's online or offline, you got to live your life a certain way mm-hmm. so that your image is the image that you want to be portrayed, particularly when you're saying, I want to be an entrepreneur or there's certain other financial opportunities I want down the line. True. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So before we go, and this has been real awesome. And uh, I love that you go by the name like Dr. Rowe. See my name, it just came, it came about crazy because I remember I was an undergrad and I told, and Dr. Phil was real big at the time. I was a, a fan. And I told my advisor, I said, one day I'm going to get a doctorate and I'm going to call myself Dr. Will. Okay. And uh, Alhamdulillah, it happened. But the name Dr. Will in reality came about because my last name is D. Amport. Okay. And so people that work were like, I'm just going to call you Dr. Will. Because the last name was a problem for some, for some folks. Uh, and so it's been right. sort of a way for me to be catchy, to kind of separate myself as well so uh, i love the dr rowe it's, re- it's awesome uh before yeah. we go what do you say to those educators who will be listening and they're loving what you're saying they love the freedom they love the idea of i'm setting my own i can set my own rules i can make more money than i'm making now i can travel i can have a certain lifestyle but they're concerned about stepping out because as of right now, let's say here in Mississippi, you, you know what you're going to be making at the last working day of each month. Mm-hmm. With an entrepreneur, you don't know. You could have one month where you make 30000 and another month where you make nothing. Uh, right. So what do you say to them to get them to take the leap into the unknown? Well, I would say that you have to um, have belief, first off, must receive faith. Anything that you start to plant right now will start to blossom. You have to, you know, nurture it. You have to water it. And uh, that's how you have to look at your goals and things that you want to achieve in life. So you start planting the seeds. You start planting and preparing to take that leap of faith to step out into entrepreneurship. Nowadays, we need multiple streams of income to survive. 
So I just wouldn't uh, advise you just to jump out and you just have one thing that you're counting on to work. You need to examine that one thing and break it down to at least three or four ways that you can make money from doing that. And then do it. Just like Nike says, the hardest part of actually starting to be an entrepreneur is the action of actually doing it and stepping out. And I see on social media, so many of my friends make that awesome post. Today is my last day working a nine to five. You know, I am doing this. I'm excited. I'm pumped up. I'm stepping out into entrepreneurship. And that post gets so many likes because people really want to do that. And they really want to, you know, make that post one day. And so having the hope and having the faith and the belief that you can actually do it is the hardest part. So it just requires a mindset shift and also planning and preparation to be able to step out into the world of entrepreneurship and actually thrive and survive in it and finding something that you love because if you love it, it's going to wake you up, it's going to pump you and, and you're going to want to get up every day and do something that you love. And having endurance and perseverance and being dedicated uh, goes a long way. So entrepreneurship has its up days, it has its down days, but every day is a good day because you're doing something that you love and you're making a, a difference in not only your life, but the lives of others. And people will look at you and admire you for stepping out and saying, you know, I'm not working for anybody else. You know, this is my time, this is my business and I'm going to make it. So you have to have an unstoppable mindset and know that you can do anything that you want in life. Mm. That's it, people. I like that. See, that was, see, I'm gonna start charging people for this podcast and not being free, because everybody's keep y'all keep dropping all this good knowledge out here for people. Uh, <laughs> so, people, I want to thank Dr. Rowe again for being a guest on the show, uh, folks. You know how I do this. The audio, the video cast is going up on YouTube. I need you to subscribe leave your comments. The podcast is going up on iTunes and SoundCloud. I need you to follow, subscribe, and leave your comments because your boy is trying to get Oprah on the show and I want her to know how big I'm doing it around here. Yes. Uh, thanks again, Dr. Rowe. Oh, no problem. All right, people. As always, invest in you, EDU. Peace. <laughs>